Follow along on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, and SoundCloud. Find us at Toddcast Podcast. Oh, yeah. All right. All right. That was way harder than it should have been. Yeah, baby. It's good to see you, buddy. Thanks for coming on. Appreciate yeah, it. No worries. Thank you. Oh, I like the Rage Against the Machine poster in the back. Oh, yeah, I know, right? Got the, got the Rage, got the got the Zap. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, very nice. Very nice. Right on. So, uh, yeah, it's got a good ring to it. The Stanley Cup winning retired NHL defenseman. Fuck, dude, it must feel nice to, because there's a lot of guys that play the game that never win the cup right of course that's thank god thank god i had one good year i didn't have many but (laughs) one good year was a really good year yeah um yeah obviously it was a special year Uh, i'm actually going to run into one of the guys hopefully other today rod brindamore he's the head coach for the hurricane or for carolina now but Mm -hmm. carolina's in town Uh, they play calgary tomorrow so it's always nice when they come to town i get to catch up with now i really don't know any of the players it's all like coaching staff and shit because i'm getting old but right exactly um, yeah, yeah, no, it, it was a great year. I mean, obviously, I was there. Were, there's a lot of there was a lot of luck involved too. Uh, I mean, I was in Calgary in 2004. Yeah, it was the trade uh, that kind of got you there in the first place. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah, I was like, you know, I finally signed a contract after we go to the finals. I finally signed a one way contract. You know, I'm pumped to be in Calgary. And then there's a fucking lockout. There's no more NHL. I'm back in the minors again. I'm like, Jesus, I cannot get out of this league. But and then I had a good year in the minors, and that year we split up farm team. Calgary and Carolina split um, the Lowell Lock Monsters. So oh. half the team was Carolina guys. And uh, Carolina scouts and general manager and head coach, because it was a lot closer to come watch games because Carolina's on the East Coast. Like, the Calgary guys didn't come out there much because there was no NHL, and it's a long ways. Right. Um, and I had a good year, and, and Car- Carolina ended up trading for me. Um, so what I thought was a bad thing, the lockout, um, to be honest, looking back, it was the best thing that happened in my career because right. I ended up getting traded to Carolina because of it. And with the rule changes, I think one of the major, we had a really good team for sure, but we were like picked to finish back then. There was 30 teams. I think, I think everybody picked us to finish. They were shitty in the year before the lockouts. So everybody thought we were going to be shitty again. So I think we were, Picked to finish like 28th in the league. Like we were supposed to be fortunate. <laughs> and we were honestly, I, I think we lost we lost two games in a row, like a like a couple times, but it was pretty rare. And I think we lost three games in a row one time during the year towards the end. And other than that, yeah, we were we were pretty solid. So yeah, it was it's weird how it works out. What I thought was awful ended up being the best thing that could have happened to me. Right. Yeah. What what a trip. And and so yeah. Like, how old were you when you realized, like, man, I, I'm going all the way. Like, I can do this. Like, getting to the NHL? Yeah. You know what? Late. Like, I was never – I grew up just outside of Edmonton. Um, yeah, being totally honest, I played hockey because I, I enjoyed playing sports. I played hockey in the, in the winters, and I played baseball in the summers. Mm-hmm. Compared to my competition, I was way better at baseball. I played for Team Alberta. Yeah, like I thought I was maybe going to play, you know, maybe a junior college or something for baseball. And then as I got older, like I was like, I I loved hockey because I enjoy competing. Yeah, But I was like, I wasn't great by any stretch of the imagination. Like I I think if you asked anybody that I grew up playing against, they would be like, yeah, I mean, he worked hard. But like I wasn't like scoring goals. I wasn't doing anything like that. Mm. I would say when I first like realized that maybe I could do this for like a living and maybe I could make it to the NHL, I'd say it was probably my draft year when I was 
18, 19 wow. years old. Yeah. When the central scouting like rankings, I wasn't even, I was shitty and midget. I broke my ankle. I had a terrible year. The next year, um, I ended up playing for in the Alberta Junior Hockey League here. And I had a pretty good year there. And, and like, I was a little more effective. Like, not that I was the toughest guy in the world, but I was physical and I have a little bit of size to me. So once you get to junior hockey and like fighting was a little bit a part of it, I got some more space because, you know, I was also like, I could be mean once in a while when I was pissed off. So I got a little more space in the ice, which gave me more time to do some things because I didn't have great hands. And mm -hmm. then I ended up going to college instead of going to the major junior. That was totally pretty much by accident too. I, I was never planning. I couldn't have named one college hockey team. I had no fucking clue what NCAA hockey was back then. Wow. But I went on a fly down to North Dakota because the only reason why I went was because I'm like, oh, it's, I was 17 years old and I'm like, oh, I get to go on a trip without my parents? I'm like, oh, I'm in. Yeah, I'm coming. <laughs> North Dakota sounds great. Let's yeah. do it. Yeah. And I went to, the, went to a game or went to a weekend series down there and like the rink was packed and college students. I was like, wow, I'm like, this is awesome. Um, so I ended up going my first year uh, in North Dakota. I was like very average. I played pretty much every game, but didn't play much. They won the national title the year before, so they had a good team. And then I started getting better every year. And, and after my second year, I'd say halfway through my second year, something clicked for me. The game got slower between my ears. I started mm -hmm. making a little bit of plays and stuff. And that would, I would say when the central scouting rankings came out and I was ended up being like ranked in like the top 50 North American skaters, something like that. And then when I actually got drafted in the second round, then I was like, okay, I'm like, well, somebody must like me. Mm -hmm. and, yeah. Cause you went yeah. like, wasn't, wasn't it 42? Yeah. 42nd overall. Yeah. Dude, that's yeah. fucking amazing. Right. Like that's amazing. Yeah, I know it was awesome. Yeah, for sure. It, it was <laughs> awesome. I, I kind of, I just kind of steadily got better. I got significantly better from. I'd say 17 years old till the time I was 20. I, mm -hmm. I kind of made some, I, I, so I guess I was kind of like a late bloomer, I guess if that would be called, if that would be the definition of it. And so, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and so what, like the, the devils, of course, they, they drafted you. So what, what stands out from that day still? Like, is there like specific things that like, when you think back to that day, like what still sticks? From the draft day? Yeah. Yeah. Like uh, the draft was in Boston. So I went and I did the combine in Toronto. And then New Jersey back then with Lou Lamarillo, he's he's on the island now. I don't know if he still does this, but like New Jersey, they always did things like a little bit differently. So New Jersey had like their own little combine. So guys that they'd like, so you go do the combine in Toronto and if they liked you, they'd be like, hey, do you mind coming over and working out for us? We got, you know, next door or whatever. So they had this like uh, a running test. Basically, it's run until you drop. They want to see if you get to your maximum heart rate, how long you're willing to, to hang in there is basically what the test is. Sure. I did good at that. Um, and so after they're like, well, you know, when are you getting to the draft? And I'm like, you know what? I'm like, I don't think I'm going to go. I'm like, my parents are in Edmonton. I'm like, I live in Grand Forks, North Dakota. I'm like, I need to work because I got no money. So I got to paint dorm room walls. I'm like, I, I don't think I'm going to go. I, I don't want to go. And then like, you know, not get drafted or get drafted in the fifth round or, or whatever. I, I think I'm just going to stay home. And they, they said, they're like, no, no, no. Like, you know, you, you should go. I'm like, Oh, okay. So I knew they liked me. So mm -hmm. I tell my parents, I'm like, let's go to Boston. So we go out to Boston. And what sticks out for me that day, so I'm sitting with my family in the stands. I remember just like a couple of things. For some reason, some boss, I'd never been to Boston before. I, I didn't know anything about the city. Mm -hmm. There were some Bruin, a bunch of Bruins fans across the row, across the aisle from us. And a bunch of them were like 
I, Boston picked, I think they might, I can't remember who they picked in the first round. They picked, uh, they might have picked Nick Point. He, I think he might have went back in the draft. Mm. <laughs> Anyways, a bunch of them start screaming at me, we should have drafted you, Commodore, this and that. I was like, <laughs> people know who I am. <laughs> and so that sticks out for me. And then I, I thought that I was going to get picked. My dad's a warrior. So he's like, where do you think you're going to get picked? I'm like, well, I'm like, New Jersey likes me. I'm like, they're picking at the end of the first round. And I'm like, Washington likes me. So I'm like, I think maybe there's an outside chance that maybe I go at the end of the first round, maybe to New Jersey. Mm-hmm. Or I'm like, Washington has four picks right at the beginning of the second round. I'm like, I'm, I think I'm definitely going to Washington if New Jersey doesn't take me. He's like, oh, okay. So New Jersey takes a goalie. Aria Honan, so I don't go, and he's my dad's getting a little irritated. Like, and I'm like, relax, Dad. I'm 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 not a first round pick, anyways. Let's be serious here. And so I'm like, I'm probably going to Washington here. So Washington has four picks from like pick 31 to 40. Four picks. They drafted defenseman. They drafted another defenseman. I think they picked one forward, and then I think three out of their four picks were D. So at least two of them were. I think it was three out of four. And with each pick, my dad's getting more and more pissed off. He's like, we shouldn't have came here. What the fuck are we doing here? I'm like, relax. It's all good. New Jersey has another pick here. Hopefully it's now. And then New Jersey called my name and got to go down. It, it was really cool. Met Larry Robinson, met their staff, you know, took a couple pictures or whatever. And, and uh, yeah, ended up going. They had a little, like, celebration at one of the hotels that my family and I were all invited to. So it was cool. I, I remember the food. Like, I'd never seen, you know, they had, like, it was at a really nice hotel, like a Ritz Carlton or something like that. And the mm. spread was like, you know, seafood tower. Like, I mean, it was nice. I'd never seen anything like that before. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I remember the food being unreal. But it was a cool experience. I'm, at the end of the day, I'm glad I went, obviously. Yeah, of course. Of course, yeah. yeah. Um, I, I don't, you know, want to get too much into your how much money you made and stuff. Obviously, you, you, you know, NHL players make a shit ton of money, right? Sure, yeah. But, like. I can't remember what what the the signing was in like early the early two thousand, but I, I think I remember reading something around the lines that like it was a fifteen million dollar deal over five years or something like that. No, um, for for like in the early two thousands. Yeah, with the Blue Jackets. Oh, oh, oh! When I signed, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, but, so my big contract that I signed was a I signed a five year deal for eighteen point seven five. That's what it was. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. I'm curious. Of that, like, what was the most frivolous thing you bought? Like, fuck this, I'm going to, I don't care what it costs, I'm buying it. That's a good question. You know what? I didn't, I'm not really like a material guy. Like, I'm definitely not cheap. I spend money. I spend all my money on golf and booze, <laughs> probably, and like nights out. Like, I don't, I drive a pickup truck that I won in a raffle here. Nice. Like, I don't have, I have a, I'd say like the one, I didn't really like treat myself like when I, I couldn't believe what was going on either when I signed as a free agent in Columbus. Like I was in living in San Diego at the time. I was seeing a girl there and leading up to July 1st free agency, you know, my agent was like, you know, what are you looking for? And I go, man, I, I don't even know what to say. I'm like, I, I just won a couple years ago. I've had a couple good years here. I'm like, I, I hope the first number, like, you know, like a three year deal. You know, I, I think I'm worth two million bucks a year. Like that would be good. Mm-hmm. He's like, okay. So then free agency starts and like 10 minutes into free agency, he calls me. He's like, I got some good news. I'm like, what's that? He goes, Well, he goes, you wanted a th- 
three-year deal you were thinking, right, would be good? Mm. I'm like, yeah, it'd be awesome. He's like, well, what do you think of five years? I'm like, perfect. That's awesome. Cool. I'm like, and he goes, the first number is not going to be a two either. <laughs> What's it going to be? He goes, it's going to be three for sure, and it might even get to four. I'm like, oh, my God. I'm like, this is awesome. So when I ended up signing that contract with Columbus, I actually ended up taking – I actually took, I actually haven't said this very often either. I kind of keep it to myself, but I actually took less money. I had a couple of teams that wanted me. I had Columbus, mm. Atlanta were the two teams that wanted well, the good teams. <laughs> Atlanta wanted me too. And Atlanta was going to pay me five years and I was going to make, I was going to sign a five year deal for 20 million. So 4 million bucks a year. Mm. But when I was in Carolina, we always would play, and this was back when you played your division like a million times. So I went, yeah. went to Atlanta to play all the time. And I have nothing against the city of Atlanta. Like the city, of, I, it was fun enough. Like we didn't spend a lot of time there because it was a short flight. So we were in and out. But like the rink sucked. There was nobody at the games. And I hated their, this was a minor thing, but I, I hated their jerseys. I thought they looked terrible. So <laughs> I'm like, when it came down to it, it was like Columbus or Atlanta. I'm like, know what i don't want to play in atlanta now looking back if i would have known that atlanta was going to move to winnipeg in two years then i might have rethought it because mm. winnipeg is you know i'm in canada sure i'm you know winnipeg's two hours up the road from north dakota where i went to school so i was kind of familiar with the area um but yeah i the only thing i kind of spent money on is once i signed i called some uh, high school buddies of mine from home there was like three of them i'm like pack your shit you're coming to san diego the trip's on me I'm like, I'm about to sign for some cash here. And they're like, okay. And so yeah. we had a July 4th weekend. I'll tell you that. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> so good to be able to do that with buddies, eh? Yeah. Uh, okay. So clearly, you know, winning the cup in, in 2006 would be a, a career career highlight, right? Yep. Uh, but like playing in the KHL has got to be up there too, right? Like tell us some yeah. stories yeah. about being over there about Sure, it. yeah. So like when I – when I knew things were kind of done for me NHL wise here, I, I still wanted to play, but I didn't want to play in the American hockey league. I played there a ton at the beginning of my career. And, and I got the utmost respect. Like those guys that play a thousand games in the American hockey league, I'll tell you mm -hmm. what, I got more respect for that than the guys that play a thousand games in the NHL. Like you are grinding it out in the American Grinded. hockey league. You are. Yeah. yeah like you yeah. are riding the bus. You are not eating, you know, you're not getting on a plane and you got shrimp cocktails and food to, you know, pick from. Right. You were riding the bus, you're having a cold stepped on pizza and you're driving to Hershey and you are grinding it out. Um, so I've been like, I'm not doing the American League anymore. I'm like, and I played, I was lucky enough to play in the World Championships one year for Team Canada in 2007. And one of the only reasons why I got on the team is because the tournament was in Moscow and a lot of the good defensemen didn't want to go. They're like, We're, I'm not going to Russia. So you go down, eventually they got to me. Steve Eiserman called me. He's like, hey, do you want to play for Team Canada? I'm like, well, yeah. He's like, well, the tournament's in Russia. I'm like, I don't give a shit where the tournament is. I Who would cares? love it. Yeah, I could care less. I'm like, yeah. this is my only opportunity to ever do this. So we went over to Moscow. We ended up winning the gold medal. I had a blast. It was a great experience. So that was kind of the reason why I was done. I was like, the only real league that I'm like kind of interested in playing in would be the KHL. I'd like to go back to Russia. So that's kind of how I ended up there. Um, I ended up on an expansion team um, in Vladivostok, Russia. Uh, so I got the contract through uh, Slava Fatisov, who's like, he, he walks mm -hmm. on water over there. I'd love to see, he's like right-hand man of Putin. 
I would like to see. I'd love to see what is in his bank account. I'm sure oh, yeah. it is. It starts with B, billions. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. But Slava always liked me. He was the assistant coach in New Jersey, the D coach. I worked hard for him. And so he got me this contract. And I, you know, I was kind of familiar with Russia a little bit. And so I signed the contract. I'm like, Vladivostok. I'm like, where the fuck is Vladivostok? Yeah. So I never heard Google of it. map it. Yeah. I've never yeah. heard of this place. I Google map it. Well, Vladivostok, for people that don't know, are is on the Pacific Ocean, like 60 miles from North Korea. Well, the rest of the league, other than one team, there was one team that was an hour north. The rest of the league is all on the western side of Russia. So every time we had a road trip, we play four games at home and four on the road, and we just kind of go back and forth, and we play a home and home with each team in the league. There was 28 teams in the league. Mm-hmm. Every time we, we touched a plane, it was a 10-hour flight, minimum. That was to, like, start the fucking road trip. So I had a great experience in Russia. The hockey was good, like – all those Russians, they can all can all skate, they can all pass, they can all shoot, they can, they all have all the skills like that. In my opinion, the, the issue with Russian hockey is is their coaching is they're like still stuck, they're stuck in the fucking sixties still. Like they haven't, like their attitude is like like I, you know, I was over there playing and you know we had some imports on the team obviously, but most of the guys on the team are Russians and most of them don't speak English. So I'd be out there playing, I can't communicate with these guys, and we would never. Like there was no like defense defensive zone like practice. Like this is what we do in the D zone. Okay, this is what we're going to try and do in the neutral zone. It was like I asked the assistant coach who spoke some English. I'm like, hey, what are we doing? He's like, well, you're a pro. Figure it out. I'm like, figure it out. I'm like, I can't fucking talk to these guys. How am I supposed to figure it out? But that's just how it is over there. So it was it was a hell of experience. I had a good time. I actually wanted to go back. I ended up playing 14 years as a pro. I thought 15 years sounds better than 14, and I wanted to go back. But I wasn't going to go back to that team just because the travel was insane. Like I'm, I was jet lagged the entire season. Like it, it's, it's hard. It was hard to play. We made the playoffs, which was a hell of an accomplishment. Um, but it, it was, it was just too much travel. Um, and there was a team at the time. Uh, the year I was there was the year of the Sochi Olympics. So 13, 14, 14 was the Sochi Olympics. Mm-hmm. And um, after we got knocked out of the playoffs, my Russian agent called me. He's like, "Hey, what do you think of Donetsk, Ukraine?" I'm like, yeah, I go, I loved it there. I, I played one game there. I'm like, yeah, I thought the rink was cool. They have money. There was a couple of guys, imports on the team. One of the, Randy Robitaille, played with him in Ottawa. And uh, they get paid on time. They got lots of cash. I was like, yeah, I'd love to. He's like, okay, I'll get back to you. I'm like, perfect. I'm like, all right, one more year. Mm-hmm. And then like uh, five or six days later, I was on my iPad and I clicked the USA Today app and right first story, right in the Pro-Russian rebels burn arena to the ground. Donetsk, Ukraine. I'm like, you know what? I think that's a sign. Maybe it's time to hang them up. And that was, up. That was it for me. Yeah, golf yeah. clubs was from that point forward. Yeah, yeah. Crazy, man. What a, what a crazy what a crazy story. Um, I, I have some uh, fan questions here for oh, you. I, okay. I, I, I'm stealing into your time here. I told you it'd be maybe 15, 20. Is that cool? Okay. Like, me for a few more have, yeah, no problem. I'm retired. Okay, so, uh, so Greg Greg goes, and I, I'm curious too, actually. Have you ever been starstruck by a, by a player? That's a good question too. Yeah, yeah. I'd say uh, one, one time. One time that I can remember for sure. Yeah. Uh, this was like five years ago now. I was playing in a member guest golf tournament with another guy that I played with in Carolina with Ray Whitney. So Ray had me okay. down. 
Yeah, Ray had yep. me down to play in uh, in this member guest five years ago. And so long story short, I drive down to Idaho, and me, Ray, and Brent Hedekin, another guy who played in Carolina, he was there too. He was with somebody, he was a guest of somebody else. Brett used to play in Vancouver as well. Exactly, yeah. Before yeah. Vancouver team, yeah. He started yeah. then. And so the three of us are sitting there. We're just sitting outside at a big table for like eight, and I'm stuffing my face. We're eating bullshitting. And I hear this voice behind me, a tap on my shoulder. Hey, Mike, how you doing? You know, do you mind if I sit down? And I can't see who it is. I got a mouthful of food. And I'm like, you know, there's fucking three, four seats. So I'm, I got a mouthful of food. I turn to be like, yeah, you know, go ahead. I'm like, yeah, go ahead and turn around. It's fucking Wayne Gretzky. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, I stop. I'm like, put my fork down. I go, yeah, Mr. Gretzky. I'm like, do you want my seat? I'm like, I can go sit somewhere else. And he laughed. He's like, oh, gone off. So he sits down and eats with us. And I would say that was like, from what I can remember, that was one time for sure where I was like, you know, I grew up outside of Edmonton, True. you know, and, you know, in the eighties and uh, yeah, obviously he's the greatest player that ever played is staff for sure. Um, yeah. Dominating. And uh, yeah, but he was, he was an awesome dude. Couldn't have been nicer. I actually just saw him a couple weeks ago in Dallas. He was at another event I was at, but yeah, that was a big deal for me. I, I should have got him to sign something. I haven't done that yet, but I'll run into him again. Hopefully. Yeah. 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 Uh, Chris goes, uh, ask him what he thinks about the hurricanes home game celebrations. Oh man. Yeah. I know what he's talking about. They do. Do you know what they do there? Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, on one hand, look, I love Carolina. I had a great time there. It's amazing that they get like the crowd participation and like, you know, it, if there's a way to reach your fans and you're, you know, yes. I don't know that there's a big, a, a bigger and a better way. I don't, I just don't know this. hundred percent. Yeah. I will admit the first time I saw it on TV, I was I was in Don Cherry's corner. I was like, "What the fuck are these guys doing?" Right. I'm like, this is embarrassing. But as time has gone on, and I messaged one of the guys on the team that was there, Justin Williams, him and I. I'm like, Willie, what the fuck are you guys doing? Yeah, yeah. Like, hey, those fans love it. I'm like, and then I sat there and thought about it, and I'm like, you know what? They do. You know, when yeah. you're in Vancouver or Calgary or Edmonton or, you know, when you're in a hockey market, you know, people just come to the games. They love hockey. They're knowledgeable. They want to go watch games. When you're in a market down south, like Carolina, Florida, right. Phoenix, places like that, there's other things to do. The right. weather's nice. So whatever you can do to get fans in the building, I, I am all for. But the short answer to that question, when I first saw it, I I was slightly embarrassed. Yes. Like, what is going on here? Yeah, I'm like, yeah. what? Oh, All right, this is, this is a tough question. Mark okay. wants to know, if you could put together the ultimate hockey line, Ooh. past and present players, Ooh. who makes your line? Oh, my God. Well, oh. Right? Like, Yeah, I mean, there's so many good like, options. Yeah, I mean, yeah. you got to put Wayne Gretzky. Um. I'll take. I'll put Connor McDavid on the team for for present. I, I think he's an incredible player. Mm. Um, I mean, God, uh, another forward. You know what? I like having some grit on the team. So another forward I would put on there, a BC guy, Cam mm. Neely. Mm. Yeah, I'll put Cam on there. That for Vancouver fans, of course, is like the why did we get rid of that guy? Yeah, that was a bad move. 
That was that, a fucking I, terrible move. That was a terrible move. Cam Neely could play hockey any way you wanted to. Yeah. Um, and then on on defense, try and do a present guy and pass. Uh, for a present guy, he's, he's just kind of getting started, but I think people saw a lot of him last year. I'll put Kale McCarr on mm. the team. I think that kid is incredible. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think he's the only defenseman in the league that I can think of anyways that can keep up with McDavid. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, and then another like old school guy. Um, you know what? I'm going to go with one of my buddies. He was a hell of a player too. I'll go with Scott Niedermeyer. Yeah. Another BC guy actually. Crusher too, man. That yeah, guy. He's fucking yeah. pound. Yeah. Um, and then in that, uh, and that it's tough to go. I, I, I played with, uh, I'll go with Martin Brodeur. Yeah. He was excellent. He was a, a treat to play with. I didn't play with him long, but it was so nice, especially when they didn't have that fucking trapezoid. So back in the day when that wasn't there, when mm. I was in New Jersey, you know, people, guys would dump the puck. I'm like, perfect. I just mm. go stand on the boards, be like, here, Marty, because he, he passed the puck better than I did. So mm-hmm. I just be an option. He would pass it to the forwards. I'm like, perfect. I don't have to do anything. It was great. Yeah. 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 That's a tough question. That's a tough one. Yeah. yeah. What are you binge watching lately? Um, you know what? I don't watch a ton of TV. Uh, I mean, I watch a lot of sports. Um, what have, you know what? The last show I watched, I'm almost done it is, uh, what's it called? Animal Kingdom? Animal, what is it oh. called? Uh, yeah, it's on Animal Kingdom, right? Yeah, Animal Kingdom, right? That the yeah. show about like in California, like the the crooks or whatever, the family of crooks. Yeah, I watched that. I watched a lot of. I, I like watching documentaries. One documentary, if you haven't seen it, you should watch. Remember the name Manti Teo, the football player? Yeah, dude, that fucking story is insane, right? Like, insane. have you seen the documentary? Yeah, it's insane, insane, insane. I'm glad he did that documentary. Like, I remember when that came out. That came out in like 2011, I think it was. Yeah. Like it was, I mean, that was major, major worldwide fucking news. It was like everywhere, man. And not everywhere. Just and like actually watch what happened is like crazy, crazy, mind blowing. And to like hear him talk about it, you know, like everybody else, when it came out of the news, you're like, what the fuck is this guy doing? This guy's an idiot. Totally, and then when right? you watch the documentary, now, was he naive? And sure. I mean, I'm not sure how you date a girl for three years and never meet her. Like, okay. right. You made some mistakes for sure, but when you listen to him, it's like, man, this guy got really, really, he made some mistakes, but this guy got fucked over bad. Big. His attitude, like, you know, how he's, you know what, you know, I forgive him. I mean, it ended up being a guy he was talking to. I mean, it's all, it's a crazy story. Anybody hasn't watched needs to watch that documentary. Yeah, that, that, that's a must watch. Yeah. Must watch. Like, sure. even if you don't like football, it's a must yeah. watch. Yeah, you don't. You don't need to like football. You don't even have any idea who this guy is. It doesn't sure. matter. It is worth fucking watching. But like, it's it's to the point of like you couldn't even make that shit up. No. Yeah. Yeah. Like, there's no way that dude's lying. Like, it's no. you can't. You, you, I don't even know how you would think to make some shit up like that. There's That's no crazy. way. Yeah. 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 What's the what was the music like in the Commodore House as a, as a kid growing up? <laughs> uh, the music scene in my house was uh, it was it was all hard rock. Yeah. It was all hard rock. ACDC was a fixture. Um, that was the main one. I was always, when I was a kid uh, growing up, like I was, I was kind of into the, like the, 
grunge kind of so like nirvana and i listened to a lot of green day back in the day um some kind of like like no fx and it's a little bit of punk stuff and then okay. I'm not so much that anymore but i'm i'm still a big like uh acdc guy metallica more like hard rock so whenever i get a chance to see metallica or actually a concert that's on my list is you got the poster in the back rage against the machine i listened to them a ton too did you hear that the uh 2023 tour is canceled. The fucking Zach fucking uh, ripped his, yeah, uh, whatever the, the 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 what's that called? The tendon in the back of the the Achilles tendon. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah, he, he ripped like ninety two percent of it off. Yeah, that's crazy. And that's apparently, crazy. like the eight percent that's still there is like just barely hanging on. Barely there. hanging on. Yeah, yeah. he needs some time off. Yeah, so I bought done. tickets. Rage Against the Machine. You know, in Calgary, we have the Saddle Dome here, which is obviously needs to be replaced, and it's shit for concerts. Yeah. So most most bands don't stop here. They just go straight to Edmonton. Mm. But Rage Against the Machine had a concert booked here on their tour for, it was going to be June of 2020. So I bought tickets. I bought four tickets. I invited a couple of my buddies up from Scottsdale who hadn't seen Rage, but they love Rage. So all fired up. And then March of 2020, fucking COVID hits. So that obviously gets canceled. They rebooked the concert. So I think I still have these tickets. I paid for them. Yeah, and I was all fired up again. I'm messaging my, I'm like, hey, it's back on, it's coming, and then this happens. I'm like, I don't know if it's meant to be. I don't might just yeah. have to be fucking stream their music. It's like, screw it. Well, I'll keep the tickets, man. Eventually, yeah, I'm keeping the tickets. To, they're gonna have to eventually play, right? <laughs> eventually, they gotta come here. Fuck, I'll, yeah. I'll I'll wait as long as I have to. And and what was your first concert that you went to? Ooh, that's another good question. The first concert that I went to. Um, the first one that I remember, now this is a smaller venue and it was in Edmonton, was like a, a band called, I don't know if you would have, a band called The Smalls. Yeah, yeah. 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 You heard of them? Yeah, from uh, Kamloops. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They were like huge in Edmonton. That was the first concert that I went to, which was, it was a small venue. This is when I was in high school. And I want to say the first like concert, concert, like at a big arena that I went to was... Shit. First one that I can remember. It might not be the first. It's got to be, it's, it's, it's Kid Rock. I got Kid Rock here in Calgary. I had got free tickets. And when I first got the tickets, uh, they're like, hey, you want to? I'm like, nah, Kid Rock. I'm like, he thinks, sings about himself. I'm like, ah, fuck it. I'll go. Yeah. And, and probably was, just an amazing show. It was amazing. Yeah. He's one of my, I've, I've now seen him 12 times since. Wow. He was amazing. He played every instrument. It was awesome. And mm. he ended up he was on the ice when we won the Stanley Cup in Carolina. Mm. So that was kind of cool too. That's kind of a good story for like a music end of things. Yeah. We won the Stanley Cup in Carolina. You know, uh, we were up three games to one against Edmonton. Game five was in Carolina. We get a power play in overtime. I'm like, this game's fucking over because our power play is good. So I'm, I'm not on the power play. I'm sitting on the bench. And I'm like, this is fucking done. There's like a 35% chance we're going to score here. <clears throat> we cough up the puck. Fernando Pisani puts it underneath the bar. Short and a goal against. Back to Edmonton. Go play in Edmonton. We get our asses kicked, which not even close. Game's over in the first five minutes. I'm like, this this is about survival. I'm like, this game fucking game is over. I'm like, I'm just going to make sure I don't get put into the upper deck. And so we're going back for game seven. This is it. I'm like, and my parents want to come down. And I, so I had to tell my parents, I'm like, you know what? I go, I would love for you guys to come down, 
But I'm like, look, I'm like, if we lose this game, I go, you're not going to want to be around me. I'm not going to want to be around anybody. I just want to do things how I've always done them. And that's on my own. And my parents are great. They're like, we get it. No problem. We'll watch it on TV. Good luck. I'm like, thank you. So we end up winning. And they actually had to change the rules in the NHL after this. So we win. And there had to have been fucking 300 people on the ice. There we got like parents, grandparents, cousins, uncles. I'm like, who the fuck are half these people? And so I'm standing out there. I'm by myself. I'm like, God, I should have fooled my parents here. They should be out here for this. But I called them. It was all good. Mm-hmm. But I'm standing out there just kind of looking around, just kind of taking the moment in or whatever. And I get a tap on my shoulder. Hey, Tommy, congratulations. So I figure it's somebody's uncle. I'm like, yeah, you know, to say, turn around and say thank you. Well, it's fucking Kid Rock. I'm like, <laughs> oh, shit. I'm like, Kid Rock? He's like, oh, no, no, call me Bob. I go, oh, Bob. I go, dude, this is awesome. He's like, congratulations. I'm like, yeah, yeah, thanks. I go, hey, Bob, are you sticking around tonight? He's like, yeah. I'm like, can I go out with you? He's like, yeah. I'm like, yes. So we're celebrating in this. We go, everybody goes into the locker room. Kid Rock comes in, the locker room slammed, could barely move. And then we kick everybody else out that's not. So we kick Kid Rock out. It's just the just the guys now. Mm-hmm. And so I'm like, hey, I'll be right out. And he's like, Yeah, sounds good. I'm like, I'm gonna get to go out with Kid Rock tonight. This is gonna be fucking awesome. Yeah. So I'm sitting in my stall, I got my shit off, I just have my long johns on. I want to shower and I want to go. So we're sitting in there, and now the older guys, Rod Brindamore, Glenn Wesley, um, Brett Hedekin, and some of those guys, they're giving speeches. So I'm listening, I'm sitting here, and, and they were nice speeches, don't get me wrong. You know, the, these guys had awesome careers, and it was a great moment. But I'm sitting there, and in the back of my head, I'm like, these guys need to wrap this shit up. I want to go party party with Kid Rock. Party with Kid Rock here. I, I can listen to these speeches later. But anyways, the speech, and we ended up hanging out in the locker room till like three in the morning. So I never ended up getting to go out with Kid Rock. My biggest regret about that night. Yeah, I should have yeah, walked yeah. out. Fuck it. Just amazing though. Amazing. Yeah, it was cool. it was Dude, cool. I want to respect your time. I'm gonna wrap it up right now. Um, cool. Thank you, Perfect. man, for for taking some time and jumping on. Uh, it's, uh, yeah, no worries at all. Thanks for having me. I appreciate. A pleasure it. to talk to you. Uh, you're at uh, Call Me Twenty Two. On, uh, on, on, Twitter. on Twitter, yeah, yeah, and then I think Instagrams at MWC22. That's the one. Yeah, I knew it was different on uh, Instagram. Yeah, yeah, somebody uh, had to call me too, too. Well, congrats Perfect. on the career, man. It's very cool uh, to talk. Oh, thanks. And, uh, yeah, no, I appreciate that. Thank you very much. It was nice to meet you, and thanks for having me on. Yeah, for sure, man. We'll uh, we'll see you online. Thanks, Mike. Yeah. Appreciate it. Subscribe on iTunes, YouTube, and Spotify at Toddcast Podcast.